deep left into the bleachers. A two-run homer. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Liftoff. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. From the sports desk of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. This is Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, a podcast on the Cleveland Indians. Santana makes the catch! Ball game! The Indians have won the American League pennant! The Cleveland Indians are going to the World Series! Now, Ryan Lewis and Dan Kadar. Hey everybody, welcome back to Leading Off. This is Dan Kadar of Ohio.com and of course Ryan Lewis is here with me. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing just fine. Um, setting up my my table here in, in the recording area and had some technical difficulties, but we'll get through them. And we'll get through today's podcast. Grind it out. That's right. We're recording this a little after noon on Monday. The Indians are off today, and then they pick things back up tomorrow with the series. Uh, but today we're going to talk about. What the Indians have been doing, uh, the last podcast we recorded, we took last week off because of some scheduling snafus. Um, the last podcast we recorded, we kind of were talking about, here comes this big stretch of games for the Indians, and now they've gotten through it. They uh, took three out of four against the Twins. They dropped the series to the Red Sox, uh, two games to one, and they... they went two and two against the Yankees. So as it stands, as we record, the Indians are two and a half games out of the AL Central lead behind Minnesota, of course, who just don't seem to lose. Ryan, what's your impression on the Indians and how they did in that really big, important stretch of games? Well, I think so far this month, the Indians have done what they needed to do. And it's kind of like what we talked about either at the beginning of August or, or the end of July, somewhere around there. Um, this stretch of games through August, through, through much of August, um, was their, their toughest stretch this season. And uh, the Indians had a pretty easy schedule through July um, while, while the Twins went through a, a, a tougher slate of games, and, and that was going to flip in August. So what the Indians needed to do in terms of you know, just staying within striking distance um, was just kind of keeping everything where it was and, and kind of just holding their ground. And they've not only done that, they, you know, they momentarily uh, took sole possession up first place uh, from the Twins. Uh, like you said, they're not two and a half back, but they just, they just went through the Twins, Red Sox, and Yankees. They went six and five in that stretch. Um, you know, Yafiel Puig has been a, a tremendous boost to this lineup. Uh, Reyes has, you know, got on the board at least a little bit. His, you know, his slump is, you know, hasn't quite been broken out completely, but he's, uh, you know, he, he certainly, uh, you know, finally started to contribute. Uh, and those two guys have just helped to, to really lengthen out this lineup while starting rotation has continued to get some positive contributions from some of the younger arms within the system. And the Indians have been able to use that to, to roll and at least keep pace with the Twins. And, um, you know, what, what the Indians are, are you know, they're, they're not best-case scenario, but they're, you know, most reasonable positive scenario is that they they roll into September within a couple of games of the Twins, and um, you know this is something that that really might go down right to the stretch. Um, both of these teams, um, you know, have haven't really backed off for the last couple of weeks. The Indians have been among the best teams in baseball uh, since early June, 
Um, and, and the Twins have, have been slightly up and down during that stretch, but um, you know, as long as that lineup continues to produce anywhere close to the level that it has, and as long as they continue to get some, some nice contributions from a starting rotation that all year has been better than what a lot of people predicted, uh, you know, these, these are two of the better teams in baseball, and um, you know, the, the Indians have, have handled this stretch of games pretty well. Um, and a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, possibly right down to the end and, and, and when these two teams face off again. That, that really seems to be the case, so long as the Indians just continue to, like you said, kind of st- stay doing what they're doing uh, and winning series. The, the Red Sox series was a little not great because they, they lost it, of course, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't think the Red Sox are quite as terrible as they've played this season. So uh, it was a, it was a tough stretch, and now the Indians. And they are, also played. Yeah. And, and sorry, and they nope. they also played a, a, a talented team uh, without Puig while he served his suspension, and yep. and you know as we saw the you know the lineup didn't quite produce at at the level that was needed. They that they lost a, a couple of games there, and then uh, a few days later they absolutely destroyed the Yankees uh, in New York. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, that's, that's going to happen. Um, you know, the Indians are, are going to continue to have a, a tough stretch, and, and, you know, having a little bit more of an element of consistency would be, would be a big thing for this lineup. Mm-hmm. And although I loved seeing the Fran Miel Reyes pop-up home run, boy, that Yankees right field is a joke. I, I just got to say that publicly. Um, there, there was a game... three fourteen, but yeah. it plays... It plays like two fourteen. There was a game last night where someone, one of the Yankees players, hit a home run right there, and the the other team was like, "You got to be kidding me! It's it's absurd." Um, well, I guess it would have been the Indians. Um, then there was that fight, or not the fight, the complaints rather by the Yankees, where they they all got thrown out in that series. Um, I'm going crazy in the dugout. CC Sabathia got tossed. Brett Gardner got tossed. Boone got tossed. It, that was humorous, at least I thought. And uh, mustard, the Indians' <laughs> uh, uh, condiment mascot, also uh, <laughs> imitated Brett Gardner's what's becoming his signature, I guess, of beating the top of that dugout with his bat. What a weird. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, it felt like half the team was kind of kind of getting thrown out for a while. It was like the scene from from one of the major league movies. Right, it really was. So we'll see if the if the weirdness continues when the Indians play at the Mets here in the next three games. Then they play three at home against the Royals, and then they got a road trip at Detroit and Tampa Bay. But Ryan, something that really seems to be getting some momentum here for the Indians is is the progress of Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco. And we'll, we'll talk about both of those players. Carrasco, if you're listening to us on Monday, is actually pitching in Akron tonight. Um, Corey Kluber was down pitching in Charlotte on a rehab assignment on the road. Uh, he came out after an inning uh, with some... What was it, Ryan? Side tightness, I guess. Some side soreness. Abdominal tightness, right now. There you, um, go. you know, as of as of where we're recording, we know that it was it was considered abdominal tightness, and we're still kind of waiting to hear in terms of what that means in terms of his schedule right. going forward. Yeah, so that, that's unfortunate. It was his third rehab start or appearance. 
So the, the idea, Ryan, is that Kluber and Carrasco will come back. Kluber would go in the starting rotation, and Carlos Carrasco would go in the bullpen. Let, let's assume that Corey Kluber does come back at some point this season as a starting pitcher. Where does he where does he fit in? I mean, obviously Bieber and Clevenger are now the one and two on the Indians' rotation. I don't think anybody can challenge that. Then you have Aaron Savali, who has pitched really well. Adam Plutko, who has been decent, uh, and he does have an option. And then you have Zach Plesac. Where, how does Corey Kluber fit in there? I mean, obviously, a lot of people want to see Kluber back, and he he was once the unquestioned leader of the, the starting rotation, but I have a hard time understanding where he fits in the puzzle there for the Indians. Well, you're, you're right about one thing. Un, until Kluber returns and shows that he's back to his you know Cy Young-level form, you're right. Bieber and Clevenger are the one-two for this rotation. Um and in terms of who, who might be the odd man out, I, I think that it would end up being Plucko, who is probably one of those organizational guys who will never quite get the credit that he kind of deserves for um, being a, 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 such a, a quality stopgap guy, um, a guy who the Indians have, have routinely called up uh, to, to make a start. Um, they've routinely messed with his schedule. To, to kind of benefit the other four guys because he can be flexible and because he can, uh, you know, give you a quality um, average, quality start, sometimes above average, sometimes he's been pretty good. And he's been just a solid, you know, rotation, a solid organizational piece for this team for a couple of years. Um, but I don't I don't think that you can send down Plesak. And if Safali keeps pitching like he has, I don't think that you can send him down either. So I think it has to be Plucko. Mm. Um, and in terms of how, how things are right now, Kluber could, could still be um, a couple of weeks away. A lot can change. Um, but Plesak, Savali, after Bieber and Clevenger, those, those four have been, have been so good for the Indians for the last couple of weeks um, that Plucko, again, kind of might be, might be the odd man out. One of those, uh, you know, I'm sure not, in, not, in the, not within the organization, but, but perhaps from outside the system, looked at as one of those borderline like thankless guys who kind of has just always gone out, um, given the, the Indians some quality innings, um, kind of helped help to protect either the bullpen or the rotation um, in terms of their their you know their five day programs. Um, and this could be another case where there's just not enough room. Um, you know, Plesak and Savali have have really made this a. a, a even more of a crowded rotation than it was on, on opening day, and even after the trade of Trevor Bauer, it's one of the reasons why you know the Indians you know may have um, you know had even more reason to pull uh, to pull the trigger on, on that Trevor Bauer trade. When you have guys Bieber, Clevenger, Plesac, and Savali, none of those guys are yet eligible for arbitration. They're all under club control for several years. Um, you know the latter two do not have long track records yet, so let's not get sure. You know, ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. but um you know they've had quality showings and when you add in kluber and you know when you look forward to 2020 with with carrasco likely back in the rotation now it's it's even more crowded um so you know plucko may be the odd man out there but the Indians do have some options mm-hmm. and then carrasco like i said he's pitching in akron tonight 
nobody knows still what what the progress for him is going to be like. Nobody knows what he's going to look like when he actually does pitch in a competitive situation. But this is just a a, a good story, is it not, Ryan? It's a it's a total you know feel good story. Everybody's pulling for him. It's it's way bigger and way beyond baseball. Um, you know the. That moment during during the All Star game was was really really powerful. There were people in in the press box who were struggling to hold in kind of just the emotion of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you know nobody deserves to go through. Um, it's something where you know everybody is kind of kind of pulled in the same direction. Uh, you know, speaking of of the team, um, you know, obviously of course. Um, and you know, the, the Indians have really respected you know Carlos Carrasco's schedule and time and how he feels and they've continued to say like hey if he wants to throw off a mound you know I'm um, speaking to the last couple of weeks if he wants to throw great if he doesn't feel up to it that's great um, you know in terms of on the field stuff it's it's really difficult to to really put any sort of direction on it I, I, even even now it's it's just really hard to say how he's going to feel and it's totally understandable that if if he has some sort of a, uh, you know, a setback, if, he, if he's not feeling great, um, you know, it's just, it, I, I still think it's, I'd be really hesitant to put any sort of schedule on it whatsoever. Um, you know, it, it, it really just depends how, how he wants to handle it and, and how he feels. But yeah, it's anything that he can do, um, especially in, in the early going, it's, you know, there, the, the, you know, there are a lot of people pulling for him uh, all across baseball. It's just like when, whenever, you know, anything like this happens, it's, you know, it's always one of those, um, things that kind of shows the the, the community, the, the baseball family that that Crasco has, and um, in terms of on the field stuff, if we're you know if we're if we're trying to cover that, it's just I'd be pretty hesitant to kind of say anything toward that. Um, and then we'll just see how he feels and, and kind of what he would like to do and what what he can do. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see what what he does at Akron. Um, one thing we can talk a little bit more concrete about. And I think this is really the the hot topic of of the Indians right now, or for the Indians, is Brad Hand, the the All Star closer. He uh, he got knocked around a little bit, and then he he didn't pitch for about six days, I believe. And then he came back against the Yankees, and the Indians were were well ahead. He was just kind of getting some work in, and he got he got knocked around a little bit too uh, in that game. So um, the I think the I think the greater Indians fan base just generally has a, they're a little in fear of, of the closer at all times. You know, the Jose Mesa stuff, the Bob Wickman allowing runners all the time kind of thing. Um, should anybody be concerned about Brad Hand, Ryan? Well, those scars of closers past for the Indians fan have definitely not, you know, they're definitely still very visible. For yeah. That um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far yet. He's he's dealt with some issues like with his slider, um, not quite a command issue, but the slider just it wasn't quite uh, you know moving quite quite as much as, as as what he had wanted. And he talked a, a few weeks ago about how when 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 his slider is right, he's just throwing it, and it's it, it's almost it's more of a natural organic feel off of his hand. When he starts to struggle with it, and he's trying to kind of generate that same spin and that same amount of movement that's when you know things can kind of um get off off kilter for him um and then it, it sort of becomes a location issue through that 
in that it's not quite having the movement that he wants. So he's the starting position is correct, but it's not finishing where, where he wants it to. Um, you know, he's he's gone through a, a, a couple of years so far this season. Isn't necessarily anything completely new. Um, I one or two outings, especially when he, you know, when he had that extended break, you know, I don't think it's 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 that much cause for a concern just based on, you know, sample size. Um, you know, he also, he converted, I think, his first 24 saves. So when he when he gave up that grand slam um, against Kansas City, you know, it, it's, it, it's going to stick out, you know, that much more just based on his track record this season. Um, so, you know, the... The Indians bullpen has been among baseball's best. They they do need Brad Hand. Um, you know they're they're certainly working with him, um, but I wouldn't necessarily you know a, a couple of outings. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go, you know, and hit some panic button quite yet. Um, it, it's not it's just not big of a sample size. There's still you know six weeks until until the postseason. The Indians there are in this race, but um, no, not not quite yet. Um, you know he's been he's, he's been pretty lights out uh, for most of his career, and so that that track record for now is going to you know speak you know much um, going to have much more weight than than this smaller sample size. Mm-hmm. And in terms of just the whole season, you know, like you said, you can't look at just a small sample size because he's on the season kind of projecting to be almost exactly the same pitcher he was last year. I mean. His ERA is up a tiny amount, you know, a quarter of a run. Um, and maybe some people freak out about that, but everything else is kind of projecting at the same rate as as previous seasons. So I don't know. It's it, it's a thing. I mean, people are going to talk about it. So let me ask you this, just for fun, Ryan. And this again, strictly just a little fun we're having here on the podcast because we're winding down. Let's say Brad Hand, something happened to him, and he's not the closer. Whether you know he can, whether he struggles, whether there's some kind of weirdo injury, just just saying something's stopping Brad Hand from closing. Who is the ninth inning pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, or is it a particular player? Does it become situational? Do you think what would happen if there was no Brad Hand? I, th- I think it would be situational. Um, I think that Tito would want to. And, and I, I would agree that you know this would um, this would probably be the best way to, to to kind of maximize that group is is to look at it from a situational standpoint. If you can try to project in the seventh or eighth where in the lineup you might be, uh, whether it might be three lefties in you know in within four hitters or vice versa. You know if you have a, a right-handed heavy lineup and Nick Goody's slider is where he he wants it to be, Nick Goody might be the guy for that inning. Um, I I would. You know, think a, a bullpen by committee. I, I, the days of having to rely on one guy all the time. Um, you know, you need an elite level pitcher with track record. Who's you'd probably want someone who's done them before. If we're talking about the postseason, um, on a you know, if we're talking about on a consistent everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you probably want to kind of maximize the matchups. Uh, you know, the Indians have several guys who have really contributed who have gone, you know, we talk about the Twins rotation, contributing above and beyond what was what was expected for the Indians. That's been their bullpen. And so I think if you, if you can maximize kind of the matchups and, and you know, play that matchup game as much as possible, 
you're probably going to have the best percentage chance to at least you know get through that inning or, or at least giving your, yourself the best chance to win. Mm. And again, since we're having a little fun here at the end, I just want to say I'm becoming a Tyler Clippard fan since we're talking about the, the bullpen. Um, just rock solid. I like his approach and everything when he goes out and I don't know. I, I I really like some of those guys that they have in the bullpen, and Clippert is the guy for me right now at the very moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at, at different points this season, you've had Clippert, you've had yep. Goody, you've had A.J. Cole, you've had Nick Wickren, and, and the list just goes on and on. Um, you know, they've they've almost made that a, a crowded group just just from being able to kind of maximize each other's strengths and, and kind of leverage everything off each other. To the point that you've you just you, you're so close to their maximum value, and I think that's something that the Indians would want to continue. And then that's just to get to Brad Hand when where when he's on, whether it be the last four outs, five outs, three outs in the postseason. You know who, who knows how they how they try to handle that, but getting to Brad Hand, uh, you know that group has has done its job. Hmm. Indeed, it has. Ryan, anything else this week before we we head out of here? I think we're all good. We're all set. We are all set. Again, the Indians have a series coming up against the New York Mets in New York. Then they're, you know, the the schedule gets a little easier, I I would say. So we'll talk about that more next week here on Leading Off. Make sure you're following Ryan on Twitter. He's at ByRyanLewis. You can find all of his stuff and more over at Ohio.com slash Indians. Thanks, everyone, for listening this week, and we will talk to you next time.